1: recorded live. Thank you. Thank <laughs> folks uh-huh. Thank you. Stop. Thank <laughs> you. Beep, 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 beep. What time is
0: it? It's time to wake up, West Virginia. Ooh, yeah, I'm Bobby Lee, and this is the West Virginia Podcast, Episode 5, and I'm here with nobody tonight. That's right. Zach couldn't make it. He's off. Busy building a gas chamber, and as you know, duty calls. And when duty calls, you have to answer that call. So I'm gonna wing it. Might shit post for an hour, maybe two. Let's see how things go. Had a good, uh, good guy lined up tonight to, uh, fill in for Mr. Zach. He's having some talk shoe issues right now, so it's getting late, and I'm just gonna go by myself and, uh, The show must go on, folks. You must be entertained. So one of the West Virginia boys is going to carry on the flag tonight. And uh, I hope I uh, satisfy your need for the entertainment here. I feel like uh, Zach and I have done a decent job of telling you where we've come from and how we got here. So I'd like to start off things about talking about you, the audience. Are you starting to notice things changing for the worst? Afraid to speak out for fear of backlash from family and community? Well, I'm here to tell you, folks, you're not alone. And I know we harp on this every et- every episode but it's uh it's very important to continue to get this point across here you are not alone we are actually the conservative white folks in america are actually still the majority however we are being rapidly replaced on a massive scale whites are predicted to be the minority in 2050 uh we're already the minority as far as birth rates go Right now, we're estimated to be roughly 60% of the population. They want to try to lie and include and say we are 77% of the population, but that's with white Hispanics, quote-unquote. What is a white Hispanic, folks? Uh, they're just trying to tip the scales to make uh, make you just sleep in your slumber a little longer before you get woke, West Virginia. Um, the enclaves in this country as this state is the least diverse state in the nation. So Zach and I were talking over the week, and we want to really hit home every episode, um, the white flight we have had to take in our lives, uh, for the tar- target audience uh, of Appalachia, especially, certainly, most importantly, West Virginia, most of you folks haven't had to deal with the blessings and the wonderful um, benefits of diversity. Well, I have, and Zach has. As I stated before, I was ran out of house and home. I was born and raised in. Beautiful Charles County, where one of my first ancestors, the first ancestor that carried my last name, was shipped to from England to be an indentured servant. Which means that if you served seven years working, as basically a slave. You would gain your freedom. He was uh, caught stealing a loaf of bread, trying to feed his family in England. And when you're caught stealing in England at the time, you were given the choice of imprisonment or being an indentured servant, and he chose to be an indentured servant. Zach, he was born where I where I live at now, in the panhandle of West Virginia. However, he has let it be known to me that he lived in Atlanta and a... My lord, Atlanta is one of the most diverse cities, if not the most diverse city, in in this nation we live in. So we have had to deal with, and we've seen firsthand, I still see it firsthand, as I work in the D.C. metropolitan area on a daily basis. I was overran out of my own hometown, which was once a glistening powerhouse of farmland and when the D.C. started their degentrification gentrification or gentrification, they had the hipster doofuses yuppies move in and displace all these low-income black families and They gave these low-income black families a very, very wealthy check to the point where they could come to my hometown of Southern Maryland and buy a house twice as big, what we call McMansions in this area, a house twice as big as what you would ever need. They were able to just come in and buy, and then when, when we were in school, we had these people from the hood, from D.C., come to our school in rural white America. And let me tell you, it didn't go over very well because these people are ruthless and we're just good old boys, never meaning no harm. Needless to say, I didn't get out of there. I tried. I started noticing it turned to shit and I didn't want to have any part of it when I was about 20 years old. I... It took me eight years to get out, but I finally got out and moved to Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's a very nice place, but that's even getting kind of urban down there. Met my beautiful wife at the age of 29. Moved to Northern Virginia. Once again, a very nice area. But I was, like, the only white person there, and if there were other white people, they were hipster, doofus, urbanites, you know, our enemy, libtards. Finally made up out here to the West Virginia Panhandle, and I can tell you a lot of our fellow brothers and sisters are doing the same thing because here in the Panhandle, we have a lot of urban sprawl. A lot of new homes being built. And they're all white people coming here. And they're all trying to escape what you, the target audience, might not have thought of dealing with. But let me tell you, if we don't stand up and be counted, it's going to come to your doorstep. West Virginia is coming to your doorstep. Don't think for a second they see this the least diverse state in the nation don't think we don't have a big target on our on our back here because we do they their goal is to displace us and they're trying to do the frog in the boiling water scenario you know you can Kill a frog and boil it to death if you put it in the pan when the water is cold and let it slowly heat up. The frog never knows what hits it. If you throw a frog in a pan of boiling hot water, the frog's going to jump out right away. So they're doing it to us slowly, folks. Try to make most of you not notice. But that's what we're here trying to do. We're trying to wake people up. 'Cause it's happening whether you want it or not. So where do we want to go from here? Little nice talking point.
1: I uh Huh. No, let me go back a little bit. We're here for you, folks. You're not alone in this.
0: We're all family. When you reach out in this community and you start getting involved, you can take protections to help yourself from not being doxed. You don't have to use your real name, but once you get vetted and you actually get into a group You feel like you've known these people all your life. I'm going to try to prepare you for what you may face, depending on how loud you want to shout from the mountaintop. Because as I stated before in the past episode, when I found out this stuff, I'm not one to be able to hold back my emotions and new findings. In a way, that's a good thing. In a way, it's a bad thing. It doesn't really matter. Because I believe once I find out the truth, it should be shouted from a mountaintop. Why would you want to hide the truth no matter how taboo it will be? Well, depending on how deep you go and how high on the mountaintop you do shout from, you might end up. Losing family members, they might stop talking to you. You might get fired from your job, depending on what type of line of work you're in. But I'm telling you, all that stuff, you you have to be really, really thick-skinned in order to be in this movement. But that's what this country was founded on. That's what all the great nations of Europe were founded on. Guys, these people got sticks and any rock they could find and went into battle to the death for their ideas. And all you have to worry about right now is getting fired from your job or being called a racist. Are you kidding me? Throw a pair, man. This is life or death we're talking about. They literally want to wipe us out, and we are on the path to being wiped out. Right now, our birth rate here in America is below replenishment level. It's below replenishment level. Now, why is it below replenishment level? Because we're paying the tax. We're paying the non-white tax. All of our money, we're the backbone of this country. All of our money is going to subsidize the illegal immigrants, the legal immigrants, and just your average Joe Schmoe lazy fucktard. Sorry for the F. Shout out to Cantwell. Yeah, we can't have kids. We can't afford kids because we're paying to have other people's kids that are going to replace us. I don't know if I stated earlier, but we are scheduled to be the minority in 2050. Don't think for a second when we are the minority that we will get these benefits that the minorities get now. No, it doesn't work like that, folks. If you don't believe me, check and look what's happening to South Africa right now. There are farm murders on a daily basis down there that the media doesn't report on. Are they getting the minority benefit? Yes, they get true minority benefits in a natural order selection when one governing body has control over the minority, in a sane world minorities are typically prosecuted. I'm sorry, that's just how it is. In nature, it's nature, folks. Don't want to be their minority? Go back to your own country. Not that hard. But the whites in South Africa know they're, they're getting treated like minorities typically would be. And that's how we will be treated once the shoe is on the other foot estimated 2050. Not a game, folks. It's coming. You better be prepared for it. That's what we're here trying to do to help you guys. Go on to the next post here. What I found interesting, the World Cup's going on right now. I'm not a huge sports ball fan like I used to be. I'm weaning myself off of it, but I still follow a little bit here and there. But I found one study was very interesting to me, the state and this country. A study was done to see which state bought which country's jersey the most. And imagine that. Over half of the 50 states in this great promised land sold Mexican jerseys. Over half. Obviously, the U.S. sucks balls because of its immigration policy, and we're no longer a nation. So you just have a hodgepodge of random soccer players that can't communicate together to form a decent team, we didn't even make it in this year. But I digress. Yes. Over half of the 50 states sold Mexican jerseys as their number one selling jersey at the start of the World Cup. And obviously, looking at this study, I looked at the state of West Virginia, and I was pleased to see they didn't have a number one selling Mexican jersey, but I'll give you a, a a chance to guess. What jersey do you think this state sold? And it wasn't the USA jersey because they're not in it. Why would you ever buy such a thing to support losers? Okay. It came as a shock to me that the number one selling jersey in the state of West Virginia during the start of the 2018 World Cup, was the Spain jersey, the Spanish jersey. And I was thinking to myself, what in the world? Why? So I did a quick Google search, and I came up with a piece of information that I had not heard of before and found very interesting. Maybe some of you listeners at the south end of the state already know what I'm about to tell you, but I sure the hell didn't. Me being new to the state and living in the panhandle, so, you know, cut me some slack. Well, it turns out in
1: 1907, there was
0: a, uh influx of immigrants from Spain to work in the coal mines in, uh, you know, south of Charleston. 1907, there was a total of seven Spaniards working in the coal mines. In 1921, roughly 2,200 Spaniards were working in the coal mines. Now, most of these Spaniards had came from um, New York, New Jersey, in the Panama Canal zone. Uh, in contrast, most of the other hundreds of thousands, uh, I'm sorry, thousands, not hundreds, of Spaniards who worked uh, as zinc smelters in the early 1900s came directly from Spain, recruited by American companies. Well, imagine that, folks. I guess if uh, we're going to have any immigrants, uh I'd prefer it to be European immigrants over Central America immigrants. And perhaps you guys know in the south of the state, maybe these guys have um, adapted well. I, I just don't know. Zach might be able to answer that as he's down that way much closer than I am. But imagine that, folks. Even in the early 1900s when I'm sure there were a lot of hungry West Virginia men ready to work to support a family, they were undermining the coal miners' salary, bringing in immigrants from other countries. Capitalism, folks, does not care about you. You work for capitalism. Capitalism does not work for you. Now, under the National Socialist West Virginia plan, we will not have any of that. You will be put to work, and you will make a decent living wage because we will not have subsidies, sanctions, and we won't be undermining your salaries by bringing in cheaper labor from other countries. Capitalism, folks, you've been brainwashed your whole life to think that capitalism is the best. It's not. In actuality, I feel it is just as bad as communism because they're basically two sides of the same coin. Neither one, I mean, one's going to screw you in your ass and the other one's going to shove it down your throat. You know, pick one, okay? Uh. Yeah, they both suck. All right. How we doing so far, folks?
1: Okay, you have to forgive me. I was checking to see if the the show was recording. Sorry about that.
0: Okay, well let's uh, let's hit uh on uh my next point here was uh, Christopher Cantwell's message to the police force of Charlottesville, Virginia. As you might have guessed, Zach and I are big fans of Mr. Cantwell and we hope to get on his uh his platform as he as you may know that he's trying to create a network of podcasts and Zach and I intend to be one of the best ones on there and that's what we're aiming for we also love to be part of the shield wall network as uh we love to reach the as big as audience as we possibly can. Okay, so Christopher writes to the police force of Charlottesville, Virginia. He says, I write to you today in part to express my regret for whatever trouble I may have brought upon the officer who answered my call about Corey Long protest arrest. She clearly had no idea who I was or that her comments would end up being where they were. I doubt you value my opinion very much, but for whatever it's worth, I would like to exceedingly unwise to cause this. Hold on. But for whatever it is worth, I would like to think it exceedingly unwise to cause this woman any trouble. She answered the phone, she heard a joke, and she expressed amusement. That's all. Moreover, any honest observer to the events going on at Charlottesville today that later that the later part of the call was absolutely true. You have a communist problem in that city, and if it's not forcibly dealt with, people far more valuable than Heather Heyer will be fall victim to it. The narrative that the Nazis descended upon Charlottesville to do violence, vulnerable demographics, is demonstrably false. We came there to say what we had to say and be on our own way. But we were assaulted by the same violent, dishonest, communist agitators who hold that city hostage on a daily basis. And their criminal friends throughout the county, you no, know, country, who came armed with everything from bottles of yarn to combat rifles. Sadly, as I said on the recording, your department has been handcuffed by the politics of this. And that is plain to see. At the KKK rally prior to the Unite the Right, the same leftist agitators attacked police, prompting Major Pleasants to deploy tear gas on them. Of which he is now famous said, "You damn right, I gassed them. It needed to be done." With the political fallout of that event and the failure of the courts to prosecute the offenders, I am not surprised that your officers declined to the interview. Oh, I am not surprised that your officers declined to intervene on August, August 12th. That your department would be so far threatened by a relatively smaller group that they would need to deploy tear gas comes as no surprise to me. Having monitored Antifa and Black Lives Matter terrorism as part of my job for several years what shocks me is that when those same agitators being reinforcements from across the country and attack us on video the charlottesville police department does nothing to counter the media narrative that they were just innocent activists peacefully protesting hate your officers know as well as i do that these people are dangerous and that we showed extraordinary restraint on those streets. I understand that you find yourself in a difficult position. You became police officers because you wanted to do something righteous, and you were willing to risk your lives to do so. Now you find yourself in the position choosing between doing the right thing and keeping your jobs. Clearly, it is impossible to do both because the political authorities which govern your jurisdiction and and corrupt, seemingly answerable only to a handful of radical communist revolutionaries who care not for the well-being of your city nor your country. But have you become so jaded you see no higher purpose to your position than its own maintenance? Have you become so disillusioned with the daily grind that you have abandoned your oaths for mere job security? Are you prepared to see your country descend into the same type of lawlessness as in your city? Perhaps this is easy for me to ask, since I have so little to lose. Perhaps if I were in your position, I would act similarly. I am the last person who should be be denying his own weakness. Yet here I am, facing 40 years in prison over pepper spray and a perjury testimony, and I still find the will to speak out. Surely the Charlottesville Police Department has more courage than the crying Nazi. Okay. Folks, this man is a personal hero of mine. You see what he is facing, and he's exactly right. He understands that this is bigger than his life, this is monumental. It's life or death for our people Once again, folks you don't you don't have to climb to the top of the mountain if you can just do a little and climb out of your shell. we need you. The more you can do, the better. We all have our limitations. I'll be the first to admit I have my limitations. I want to do more. And there's a constant battle in my head. Don't do more. Be safe. Do more. It's your duty. We all go through it, folks. Just do something. Every single man is needed every single man, no matter how small the role,
1: you're needed. Before we get off the Cantwell thing,
0: we would love to be part of Mr. Cantwell's podcast lineup and we feel like we will be one of the best we also would love to be part of the Shield Law Network and we feel we would be one of the best over there as well so please help us spread the word about the Woke West Virginia podcast. We're going to be soon taking special guests every episode. If we have a special guest that wants to come on, you in the audience might want to come on, think you want to talk and ask some questions, we'd love to have you on. That's what we're going to start doing here we're going to start being more interactive. Blah. interactive with the audience.
1: How you doing out there, West Virginia?
0: It's Saturday here. I'm feeling good, like you know I would. Saturday night. What you do on a Saturday night?
1: Whenever I hear Saturday night, I automatically think of.
0: Well, <laughs> oh, you get down the fiddle and you get down the bow. Kick off your shoes and you throw 'em on the floor. Dance in the kitchen to the morning light. Louisiana, ooh, 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 West Virginia. Mountain Mama, take me home. Country road. Yeah, Louisiana Saturday night, one of my favorite songs. But it doesn't say West Virginia, and it doesn't, folks. No, it doesn't. So I'm
1: gonna end this hour and take a little break.
0: I think I'm going to come back for a short stint and go over the 77th anniversary of Operation Barbarossa, which happened yesterday, June 22nd, 1941. We'll talk briefly about that, maybe World War II. Enjoy the song, folks. Good to be here with you tonight.